I am going to church. everybody um, welcome back to Tales from the Magic Box this is episode 6 of series 1 and it is going to be the last episode I know I said in the last episode which was the developing episode this that that was going to be the last one but I did say previously that I might do a little bit of pinhole testing with the 4x5 so this is going to be the last one um, yeah it is actually going to be the last one. I've got just over... Just over three weeks till I go to Scotland. So there's going to be no more kind of photography before then. So I'm going to use today just to go out and do some testing of the pinhole system that I've now devised. Just to make sure it works fine. I was thinking... I've got... So... One of the problems I had was I the focusing mechanism on the 4x5 didn't work very well. It was basically a screw thread in a threaded insert and it was slow. It was not very precise and I didn't like it. It was cumbersome, big and heavy. So I've, I've actually made a new baseboard and I've attached what was a bellows extension focusing mechanism for a DSLR onto the bottom of it. And it works much better. It's got a 100mm range. And I've put three positions on there. And it has proper geared movements and a tightening nut so that I can lock off an expo uh, a focal length once I've settled on one. Now this is great for regular lensed work. But for, four by for pinhole, I think it's good because it means I can choose different focal lengths. I can go wide or I can zoom in a little bit, which is something I've been wanting to play with for a long time. I've even got ideas to make this into a medium format system as well. So I've figured out four different positions I can use. And today I'd like to go out, take four sheets of film and try out those four positions. What I've also done is worked out factors for multiplying my shutter speeds. I like the, there's a, there's a fantastic YouTube video, which I'll link in the description, by Joe Van Cleve. And he explains how to make pinhole exposures using a multiplication factor. So I've worked out the four, I've worked out the f-stops. So I'm going to try each one. I'm going to meter a scene, it's going to be the same scene. I'm going to try a different focal length to see what I get. That's the plan. Now, I've got one box of 4x5, which I'm taking to Scotland. So I'll have 21 sheets to take, which I think will be enough. I hope it'll be enough. And I'm going to try and get it all developed today. The problem I've had is I've, I'm seriously low on Xtol. In fact, this probably needs chucking now. It's been going since, oh, April. So I've not got enough left to even do a 35mm roll. I've got another pack, but I'm saving that for when I get back when I've got millions of rolls to develop. So I've had a look in the dark room. I have actually got some Rodna left. I have 24 millilitres and hopefully that'll be enough to make a 
solution for the steam and press tank. So that's the plan. I'm going to go and get stuff ready. Uh, the camera, I've just done some renovating. I've changed the... I've laser cut some plastic uh, locking levers for making sure the back stays on. And I've put some... Oh, one of the other things I did when I changed the baseboard before it did not have rear tilt and now I've given myself some rear tilt so I can do a bit more with movements. I can tilt backwards to enhance the foreground. Not tried it yet, something to try in Scotland. But that's what I've been doing. So I've stuck on some uh, zero indicators today so I know where I'm vertical. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting, I think. Yeah. So I'm gonna go and pack up. Uh, I'm not going very far and I will speak to you when I get there. Now then, I was going to do this in my garden, but I decided not to. So I've come up to churchyard, church at the top of my road, and I'm round the back where there is a door, wooden door, paint peeling, it's lovely. And this is what I'm going to do. So I've set up very nettily down here. There's uh, not lots of space to stand, but there's enough. So what I'm going to do first is sort out the uh, framing. I'd like to be able to get this thing framed more or less accurately. So I'm just going to level the tripod. There we go. And I'm going to use my lens just to roughly compose, I'm not after perfect composition, just kind of a rough one. <sighs> and it's it's a lovely sunny day. This is kind of going on that theme of I better photograph stuff before it disappears because this church is going to be turned into holiday lets pretty soon and once it's gone you won't be able to come around here anymore. So everything's tightened up. Uh, just use the middle position for my framing and composition. One of the things I've done is change all the locking levers so that they're all blue because <laughs> the um, elastic that holds the focusing screen, the ground glass, is blue. So I wanted everything to match. Ooh, damn. That was my front standard tightening nut dropped on the floor, but I've got it. It's fine. Come on. Okay, make sure everything's straight. There we go.
it's too warm for this really. I did have enough rodnal, I checked. So I should be okay. I should have just enough to do one development. Right. Lens in. Hopefully, in the future, I'll get a chance to do a, a lensed exposure of this as well. But we shall see. I've got just more keen on getting the test done today more than anything else. Okay, so I am super duper close. I am super duper close, but I can't back up anymore because there's loads of nettles in the way. <laughs> right next to a path, so I'm trying to keep my voice down. Okay. Now then. Pinhole. This is a 0.2mm pinhole, never before tested. So let's see how it does. So position one is... Ooh, I think there may be a rat down here with me. Position one is wide, so it's the focusing mechanism set at 10 and then moved back to 5. So this is, this is roughly 70 millimetres. I'll tell you exactly how long it is. This is a focal length of yeah, 70 millimeters f350 with a factor of 7.47. I have my doubts, but still. Now, if I'm metering for shadows. There, I'm going to base it on ISO 100. I'm going to put my 10 there, so that's a quarter of a second at f128. So I multiply quarter of a second by 7.47, which I shall do. So meter in the scene gives me at f128 four seconds. So four times 
times 7.47 is 29.88, so 30 seconds. And the sun is trying to go in. So the first one I'm going to do for 30 seconds. I'm going to be here all day. So, exposure one, 30 seconds. Okay, 30 seconds, here we go. Okay, exposure one completed. 30 seconds. Take this out, swap it around. Oh. Then we'll figure out exposure two. Now, position two was, if I remember, it's 100 millimeters. I reckon it was, should have written this down, should I really? So I've set that to that, and the factor this time is 15.3. So we've got the same, same exposure, so four seconds, 128. Four times 15.3 gives me 61 so just about a minute I'll set my timer for this one I'm not very confident so dark slide out where is my timer have I got a minute oh I do okay one minute starting now so again this experiment really is just to see what the different focal lengths look like and to make sure that my factors of multiplication are accurate because I'd hate to spend time photographing something I really want and for the factors to be wrong. Looks like someone's tried to break into this church at some point. There's like gashes on the door, looks like an axe mark. Well, the sun that I wanted in the shadows has totally disappeared. I've now got a soft softly lit scene. I mean it'll look nice but I wanted some harsh shadows and things. Okay. So that's two positions done. Ooh. I've changed my film holders. Oh it's really warm. Now then position number three is 150 millimeters so I need to take it off that one, put it back on the middle and then move it back. I tried to make some standard things that I would be able to replicate even if I didn't have any notes. Okay, so this is 150mm. Just straighten that up. And the factor for this one is 34.3. I'm gonna have to re-meter. Stone is totally gone. Okay, so now I'm getting eight seconds. Eight seconds. So, eight times 34.4 is, hey, 275. Four minutes. Okay, four and a half minutes, that's what it says. That's what we'll do. Add time for minutes 30 seconds 
Ah, so this is 150 millimetres, 4 minutes 30 seconds, I'll be back when it's done. I've just realised I haven't taken reciprocity into account. Huh. Maybe I should add on 20 seconds. Ah, oh, rats. I've never worried about reciprocity before. I suppose it's still something I need to think about. Oh well. Never mind. Well, maybe I won't take reciprocity into account. I mean, when I meet it, it was kind of a dull scene. Now the sun's come back out. It's really harsh light. I may even be giving too much exposure on this. I think I'll just stick to the, stick to the time. One minute left. <sighs> this is one of the reasons I built this camera in the first place, was to do large format pinhole work. And I'd like to make different sized pinholes. I probably should make different sized pinholes for these different focal lengths. It's a bit of a faff but it would be more accurate you know to work out the optimum size. But these things are things I can add to over time. To be honest I just wanted it ready for Scotland. <laughs> that's kind of the main, that's been the main drive. 16 seconds left. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. So the final position is this thing. I believe it's just moved all the way out. I don't think I put it on the furthest one away. Does that look right? No, I think it may have been on the furthest one away. Everything's straight. Back to a quarter of a second. Now the, this is 200 millimetres, this is the furthest it will extend. I feel like I'm going to be here for ages. The factor is 61, that's what I'm timesing by. This is F1000. And I think I'm going to have to take some kind of reciprocity into account this time. 244 seconds. Yeah, four minutes again. Well that makes sense because, yeah. Okay, I'll just do it for the same amount of time, 4 minutes 30 seconds. Ooh, oh, okay, Blackberry's behind here. I'm going to have a little wander, I think. Oh. Oh. Yeah, this church is one of those, it's one of those places that's going to be, not demolished, but disappear. And it makes sense to try and get as much of it as I can before it disappears completely. It's got a gorgeous front door here, I'd love to get that in some afternoon light. It's not a big church. It's big enough. I don't think it's on anybody's property either. Well, it can't be someone's turning it into. I think it's holiday lets or time sharing units or something, I don't really know. Turn it into two big houses anyway. Hmm. <sighs> so I've done three positions. I'm currently doing the fourth one. The times where 
about as I expected. But I'm not super bothered about the times, I'm more bothered about the, um, what's the word? Multiplication factors for the shutter speeds. Because if I've got those right, if my math is right, then anything can be photographed. I just need to remember the correct positions. Ah, oh, so many nettles around here. Two minutes left. I'll just take a couple of phone shots just to just to show off a bit. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Shut that. Where's my dark slide? <sighs> cool. Okay, so experiment over. Take the pinhole off, pop it back in there. I'm just gonna take a beauty shot of the thing with a lens on for the blog, and then we can pack up and go home. Well, what did we learn? Obviously, the longer focal lengths require more time due to Bella's extension and different factors. I probably should make more of an effort to make some different pinholes for the different focal lengths. I totally forgot to take into account my reciprocity and yeah, I, well, the shoot went okay. I do think I may have messed up on a couple of those focal lengths though. Because I wrote down all the positions on it, just a piece of paper. And then totally forgot to bring that piece of paper. Or rather, forgot to write up the different positions in my book. So we'll see. Hello. Yes, I know he didn't come with me this time. El Pucho. Yeah, you shake it, shake it, shake it. Alright. Back home now. Did four exposures. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen. Like I say, I've never used the pinhole before. This is literally the first time. I have no idea if it even worked. I'm sure it worked, but I'm just interested to see how well it's worked. So I'm going to get the sheets of film loaded up. Mix up my remaining rod null. And then we'll see uh, how well it has gone. Let's see if I can remember how to do this. Just have to pull it down. This SP four four five. Yeah, you just pull it. Probably not that violently. Yeah, so I'll get these loaded up first. Oh, it's wet. I should really dry it. Cool. So I'll dry these. 
get these loaded up and then I shall be back with you when that is done. Now, I'm loading up this thing in pitch darkness because my changing bag that I usually would use, the zip broke. Not broke, but doesn't actually work. So you unzip it and it just opens up again. I mean, you try and close it and it just opens up again. There's no actual way to, you know, zip it up. So I've been reduced to simply being in the dark room with the door shut and all the lights off, which is a bit of a pain. I mean, it's not so bad, but it's a bit creepy. Because usually you've got the little orange light on. You can see stuff. Obviously with film, you can't. One of the reasons, not now obviously, because I'm pretty happy with FP4, but in the future, I'd really like to have a go with Ortho Plus. Milford's Ortho, because you can, because it's blue sensitive, you can look at it under a safe light. Apparently. According to some people. But it means investing in a whole box and using a whole box. So I need to think of a, a time that's right and maybe a project, maybe some portraits. Mm, who knows? Apparently it's very good for portraiture. Dante can't decide whether he's upstairs or downstairs. I can hear him. And he can hear me in here, but he can't get to me because the door's shut. Bless him. Don't let him in here. It's too small, and I don't want doggy hairs everywhere. So yeah, Ilford Ortho Plus is a future experiment. I can't get this one in. Okay. Loaded. Uh, finding the slots now is impossible. See, last time I did this, I had both. I had one. Oh, I've done it again. So I've got one uh, film carrier crossed over. So in one one rail of one side and one rail of the other. There we go. Sorted. Okay, lid. Which way around does this go now? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember which one's the pour and which one's the vent. I'll tell you what. I'll put it on. go. Okay, all sealed. <whistles> Exciting stuff. Let's just double check. Yep, looks good to me. Yeah, right, so I need four hundred and eighty millimeters of Rodinal. I will require 19 millimeters of the actual developer. My syringes are hopelessly useless as all the numbers have rubbed off. 10. Actually, he said 19 and a half, so let's just go for 20. And this stuff is quite old now, so I know it's supposed to last a long time, but. You never can tell, can you? Right, so that's the developer. 
let's take everything out into the actual kitchen. Yes, I do this in my kitchen. Let's get the towel. Where's the towel? Lights on. Next towel moved. Cake out of the way. The reason I do this in my kitchen is because my dark room is literally a metre by <laughs> two metres. I have no room to move in there at all. Tank, rod and all. Get some water in there. Uh, 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 uh. Film, fix and film stop. Fix, looks like it's trying to go yellow. But it's not. So I want 480 millilitres, don't I? That, that was the thing. This rod and all is sticky, it's everywhere. Um, what else do I need? Thermometer. Yep. That's it, isn't it? Instructions. Because I've only actually used this once. And it was very simple, but I still can't remember what to do. So, let's put the thermometer in there. It's almost at 20 degrees. Maybe I'll just have some... Where's the jug? Jug? Where is the... Ah. Hot tap water will do. Hot water. I'm going for 20 degrees. Where's my 400? So we'll go to. Maybe we'll go to 200. See how hot that gets. 30 degrees. 33, 34, 34 and a half, 35, I'm going to buy the sucks. Let's get some cold. Killed, killed, killed. This is a delicate science of making perfectly temperatured water. I'm not bothered if it's perfectly on 20 degrees. I just want it to be roughly. I'll add some cold. Let's take it to 400 and see how that goes. Dropping 30. Thirty-seven. No, twenty-seven. 
Let's go for the whole lot for 80. Right, so I need to leave this to cool down. I shall leave this to cool down. And I shall come back to you when it's... Uh, I shall leave this to cool down and come back to you when it's 20 degrees. And I'm going to stop the recorder because I've had the recorder on all morning. And it needs to stop. It needs a break. Whew. There was enough red on the left to do all four sheets. So it took 100 and 400 and 480 miller solution and I've got them all. So looking at them, three of them are underexposed, thin negatives, but one of them's okay. Two are, two are probably okay for digital manipulation, but one looks very good for printing. One of them is, however, more or less unusable, and that is the 200mm one. I think I messed up on the calculation there, and it's not its not very good, so I don't think I'll be using that focal length. The 150mm is the best, and it's a very dense negative. That's the one where I went down to 8 seconds. What I can say is that the pinhole is very sharp. I've got good detail and there's some fall off at the corners which is very cool. I'm looking forward to trying this out on some proper landscapes. But on first can and do looks really good. So I'm gonna hang all these up to dry, they've rinsed out now. And I shall it's probably gonna be another week until I get to print them out. But yeah, it's looking uh looking good. Okay, here we are. Um, as per my usual printing procedures, it is actually weeks. Probably going to be another week since I did the pinhole experiment in a couple of weeks um yeah <laughs> so for you it's been a couple of seconds but for me it's been ages and a lot has happened since then um i've built a few more cameras not four by five cameras but uh yeah i've been i've been busy mainly preparing for scotland so it's wednesday today and I go on, I go on Friday, 26th, so I've only got a couple of days, I'm all packed already, I've got all my cameras, but I'll talk about that in a minute. I've just printed the pinhole negatives, now I can't remember if I said before, three of them came out kind of low low underexposed thin thinnish thinnish not, not awful negatives and one of them was really dense so it looked really good um, and I took four the first four sheets of my new pack and I had um, four different 
exposures to make. Now I'm going to confess I really screwed up that second exposure because I, I did write down the four different focal lengths I wanted to try and one of them was basically the same <laughs> as the other and it was the two middle ones. I didn't actually do anything. The, 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 the lens board was in the same place each time. So the two negatives look identical except that one is super underexposed. Now I'm confused about the underexposure. I know I did not take into account reciprocity and I know I did not take into account um, bellows extension which I should have done but the of the two middle ones one of them was slightly overexposed and one of them was very underexposed which which is interesting because it shows to me that despite having a dodgy focal length the actual exposure um, it was definitely affected by the focal length because I calculated that exposure for a different focal length even though it was the same as the other one so the overexposed one actually looks really good now I've got the I decided not to print the thin copy exposure just because it was exactly the same and there was no point however I do have three prints here which are really interesting the first thing I've noticed is I I usually print 4x5 on 5x7 paper, which gives me a big black outline. However, I've just cut down some 8x10 to 4x5 and printed it on that, so I've got these really nice small prints with black borders, which I think I'm going to do in the future. I really like the look. Um, the three focal lengths that I've got were 70mm, 150mm and 200mm, I believe, if I'm remembering rightly. The 70mm one looks fantastic. There is, on the left hand side of the print, a big old light leak or something. I don't know whether that was done taking the film holder out or later. But it definitely wasn't done in camera because the other ones don't show this. So I think it was just an error taken out. But the actual print, I mean it's a door. The door is pretty central and it is so detailed the pinhole is so sharp there's a loss of sharpness on the edges which is great but the actual central part is wonderfully detailed I'm very pleased with the pinhole and it's got these massive vignetted edges which I think are really cool so the wide angle one is really good I think I'm going to use that one quite a lot that was the 70mm one really nice effect really nice dark edges lovely detail and yeah the exposure was okay I mean I had to compensate with the contrast filter but it looks good you know I think it looks really good second one 150mm again beautiful detail there's that vignetting on the edges I think that is going to be not vignetting loss of sharpness I think that's going to be the same on all of them that's to do with the actual aperture, aperture shape but again, I really like it. It gives a totally different kind of effect. Now, if you remember, I didn't use any tilts or swings or anything. No movements on these. So everything that's uh, distorted is purely down to the shape of the pinhole. So this one's really good. Again, lovely detail. Lovely textures. Lovely, um, yeah, lovely 
picking, I mean, there's details on the door handle, the lines on the door show up, there's a sticker on the door which you can actually see, you can't read it, but you can see it. There's some, that's got to be part of the picture. There's some little specks at the bottom which are showing up on both. So I reckon they're flowers. Yeah, there must be. Um, yeah, it's great. You can see details in the bricks. The shadows are really nice. It looks like it looks like someone took a lens picture that was slightly out of focus. Actually, it reminds me of a Holger. A Holger picture. Something else I've never shot that I'd like to. This would look really good on square. Huh. And the third one, which is 200mm. Again, some kind of light leak in the top corner. I'm not sure what that is. But uh, yeah, the it's a it's not sharp. It's slightly more. It was a thinner negative, so the exposure was definitely less, and that comes out on the actual final print. But the zoomed-in nature of the pin of the image really worked. I think I will be doing more with that one, but it's. It's going to be very selective. It's not worked as well as the other two. The other two have a really nice contrast. That one's kind of lesser. Yeah. So, overall, very pleased with the focal lengths. I think I'm going to just stick to the three. I'm not going to try the other one. Just because I know these work and I can't see myself using any others. The wide angle one is wide and it will give me some nice effects. I think I'm going to use that one most. 151mm one, it's okay. Might be nice for some, maybe portraits, I don't know. Yeah, and the uh, 200mm one, I don't know when I'd use that. I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a chance. So, yeah, it's, it's worked out really well. And the printing, the um, wide-angle one was 24 seconds at f16. On the enlarger with a contrast three filter or three and a half yeah three and a half the 150 mil one was 30 seconds with normal no filter f16 and the 200 mil one was again 24 seconds contrast three and a half f16 yeah yeah i really like these black borders definitely going to do more of that so, um, experiment done, results, very pleased with the results. This is going to be the last episode of Series 6. Now, for Series 2, I'm going to be based on the Isle of Skye, where I'm going on Friday. I'm taking a whole ton of cameras, which I'll talk about in the first episode of Series 2, but I'm extremely excited. I'm looking to, I'm looking to do lots of landscapes. I've got a couple of photo shoot ideas lined up. I'm going to be traveling to some different locations and using, well, tons of different cameras. And one of the most exciting things I'm looking forward to is shooting color film for the first time. Mm. I mean, I've shot 35mm color before and been reasonably pleased with the results, but I do have five rolls of Ektar in 120 and one roll of ectochrome. So again, I'll talk more about specifics in that first episode. 
maybe live from the beach. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. I go every year, so I know a lot of the locations already. There's lots of things I want to try. And I think it's going to be fun. So that's it for this series. That's it for this episode. Scotland is calling. Uh, check out the blog to see these images. And I will see you... See you from Scotland. Thank you so much for listening to Tales from the Magic Box. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Tales from the Magic Box. And don't forget to check out the blog, talesfromthemagicbox.home.blog. Oh no, my Star Trek badge is coming off.